Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 541st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will join next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. Well, another great weekend of NFL football. Good to have those Saturday games on, that's for sure. Uh, always a highlight as we head into the holiday season. And happy holidays to all of you out there. That leads into my highlight of the week, which was the Tampa Bay Bucks winning their third straight game by going into Lambeau Field and beating the Packers 34-20. to Never an easy thing to do, especially this time of year, although it was uh, – for, for those parts, unseasonably uh, seasonal, warm, and no snow and no freezing temps. So the Bucks are just on a December roll here. Perfect timing uh, for this team. They've been choppy. They get off to the fast start. We all remember that. They won their first three in a row. Baker Mayfield, the new quarterback, succeeding Tom Brady. No easy thing to do. Uh, you know, started out fast, and it's been rocky in the middle, but here we go. Uh, and there's nothing better than an NFL team uh, playing their best, looking like they might be on a roll come December. And that's exactly what seems to be happening with the Bucks. Baker's stat line from yesterday was simply incredible. 22 of 28 passing for 381 yards and four touchdowns. No picks, lost a fumble, but uh, we won't focus on that. And as I've said before, let's not forget that the Bucks have on their team uh, some of that Super Bowl DNA left over from when Brady arrived and took him to the Super Bowl uh, victory championship. Uh, not to mention he was there for three years through last January. And, uh, you know, I dare I say taught him how to win. Uh, Brady's impact there cannot be overstated. Um, you know, I, I think he probably increased their value of the team by like threefold. Uh, and, and it's just continued. Uh, and 
they're a team to watch. And uh, another piece of good news came at the exact same time the Bucks were winning. The Atlanta Falcons lost to the lowly uh, Carolina, Carolina Panthers, worst team in the league, on a last-second field goal in a torrential downpour up in Charlotte. Uh, so that even enhances the Bucks playoff opportunity and no secret their division is not that good now it's down to them and the saints for the most part i think the bucks or excuse me the falcons loss really really hurt that team because uh, basically they had the same record heading into yesterday but now the falcons have dropped a full game behind and uh and the bucks already beat them so it's as usual it seems not 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 a surprise. It seems like it's going to be between the Saints and the Bucks to win the division, and basically, uh, they have to win the division. The, the you know when you win the division, you're guaranteed a playoff spot and you're guaranteed a home game. So that's what has to happen for the Bucks. So they have to uh, to beat the Saints for that to happen. Um, so anyway, uh, I mentioned the Super Bowl DNA. Still a lot of members of that defense that were on that team and. Uh, offense as well, particularly Mike Evans. He continues to be uh, simply record-setting on a potential Hall of Fame track. Uh, I think it's 10 years in a row of 1,000 yards receiving. That's incredible, and he seems like he scores touchdown pretty much every week. Um, so, uh, And Chris Godwin, uh, he... Had a great game yesterday, really the first of the year for him. Um, and he hadn't been seeing a whole lot of the ball uh, for whatever reason. But he saw it yesterday and had like an amazing first half stat line. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of catches for some big yardage. Uh, completely different than everything he's done all year. Of course, the week before down in, I believe, Atlanta, he had... Caught a nice kind of a screen pass and uh, ran in for touchdown. Uh, it was a big play in that game when they beat the Falcons down in Atlanta. So it was really uh, good if Chris Godwin gets back in the mix. And you have Godwin and Evans uh, for Baker to throw to. Uh, not to mention the tight end who's really come around, Kate Otten. Uh, Brady sort of got him going. And now he's continued into this year. Um, they look formidable. And Rashad White at the running back position is also, uh, he's a player. So the offense looks good. The defense has pretty much been solid for the last few years. That tends to be kind of their calling card. It wasn't so much with Brady there. <laughs> he, he, Brady's presence instantly makes him the team's calling card. But the defense, Levante David, people like that, Vita Vea, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr., there's just, uh, you know, some real studs on that defense. So, uh, sum it up, watch out for the Bucks. See if they can keep on a roll and roll it into the playoffs if they make it. Uh, roll it into winning the division first. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, should be fascinating to watch. Again, as someone who's, to this day, a season ticket member of the Patriots, uh, if Belichick taught taught me one lesson and many others, play your best football after Thanksgiving. And that's what the Bucks are doing. Uh, my bizarre story of the week was the Cleveland Browns coming back 
to win yesterday in just a really, really uh, terrific game. Um, Joe Flacco, hard to believe they brought him out of retirement, and he has been playing well. Um, and it was they come back. The Bears had held the lead against the Bears. They had Bears had held the lead for basically the whole game. Justin Fields was playing pretty well. Uh, the Browns scored to uh, send it into overtime, and then on a final Hail Mary desperation, they actually intercepted it in the end zone. Uh, the Bears receiver had a shot at it. He was kind of laying on the ground. It kind of popped right into his belly, but then it popped up into the uh, Browns defender's hands, and that was that. But Joe Flacco, you know, he, you got to hand it to him. He's really looking good. The Browns, who have lost uh, not only the quarterback to Sean Watson, but Nick Chubb. And I think I heard this morning they also lost their two offensive tackles. Like, these guys are all out for the year. Um, so for them to, you know, still be alive, and they have a great defense, led, of course, by Miles uh, Garrett. Um, you know, and that game was in Cleveland yesterday, and the crowd was just really into it, the dog pound. It, it was really some great theater, to say the least. Um, so, again, it's all about Joe Flacco. He's just playing steady, flash some of that old arm of his, and he has a strong arm. We all remember that amazing playoff pass uh, to beat the Denver Broncos out in Denver a few years back. I think it was their Super Bowl year. might have been like 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to see, you know, that Joe Flacco has really brought the, brought the Browns uh, back into prominence and kept them alive. Just that simple. They're in the playoff hunt. Speaking of the Browns and that division, AFC North, my low light of the week was witnessing the Pittsburgh Steelers literally falling apart before our very eyes in what may be among the worst two weeks in like 50 plus years. They lost at home. The two, they were at the top of the playoff hunt as far as getting in. Um, they were right there. And, uh, and then they lost two games at home to a pair of two and 10 game teams, the, uh, the Patriots and then the Cardinals. And then they went out to Indianapolis for the Saturday evening game. It's got off to a fast start. And then it just, they got run over, um, bludgeoned uh, by the ground game of the Indianapolis Colts. Keep in mind, Kenny Pickett, this is not a coincidence, Kenny Pickett has been injured, injured his, uh, I think it was either his wrist or his ankle, I believe. He's in a walking cast, and so it's been up to Mitch Trubisky, and he's just simply not up to the task. There is no other way to say it, no nice way to say it. Um, the defense has just not been what they've been because when they put together that great record while being outgained in every game but still winning games, it was because the defense was coming up with game-saving plays and game-winning plays at the end of games, um, belying their offensive woes. So, 
it's just been shocking to see, especially on Saturday, as someone who grew up in western Pennsylvania, to see Pittsburgh Steelers getting run over. I think the Colts ran the ball something that sounds like 12, 14 times in a row on that one drive. Uh, among things you never thought you'd see, it reminded me of the Michigan-Penn State game a few weeks back. When Michigan ran the ball, I believe, on the last 30 offensive plays of the game, like pretty much the entire second half. Uh, so not used to seeing Pennsylvania teams get uh, out physicaled at the line of scrimmage and run over. But uh, that's certainly what happened Saturday night out in Indianapolis. Other games of note yesterday, um, Bills and Cowboys, uh, Buffalo smoked the Cowboys who had beat, beaten the Eagles and thought that was maybe the breakthrough win because they hadn't really beat any good teams up to then. Eagles, of course, one of their many arch rivals. Seems like everybody's an arch rival, the Cowboys. Um, but there they went on the road again like they did out there in San Francisco against 49ers and just got smoked. Um, so tough to get a read on the Cowboys. They look so good at home and so bad on the road. Uh, not a recipe for success come playoff time. Um, you know, they may host a game, maybe even two, but they, uh, won't be hosting any NFC championship games if they get that far. Um, chiefs and the Patriots, uh, you know, the Patriots, Started off well, but surprisingly, surprisingly, very, you know, they had these costly penalties. The opening kickoff return was a great run to the other side of the 50 and called back by a penalty. They get an interception, get the ball at the seven yard line of the Chiefs when the game was still competitive and had a motion penalty, set them back, and they had to settle for a field goal. Not the way you're going to pull an upset. You can't settle for field goals when you get opportunities like they did on that interception, you know, you have to take them. So these are not the Patriots we once knew where they would never, ever, it seemed, make those costly penalties. It was the other teams that would always make the costly penalties given the Patriots when they needed it, a second life. And here they were. And then, you know, the other thing that was just, you know, because of that, there tended to be, just a certain inevitability to the Chiefs winning in Gillette Stadium, uh, despite the fact the Chiefs have been choppy all year, to put it mildly, and they're coming off that uh, now famous uh, line of scrimmage call that cost them the uh, Travis Kelsey lateral for a touchdown on a perfect pass by Travis Kelsey, by the way, that would have been epic and uh, a play that would have been long remembered instead it was all nullified by Kadarius Tony lining up offsides over the line of scrimmage, literally in front of the ball, um, which led to a wild and woolly week where the Chiefs were concerned. And so they, they, they set out with a purpose, but they still look choppy. Um, so tough to, uh, tough to get a read on exactly what's going on. We know the receivers have been dropping a lot of passes. Um, so that's a problem. Um, and before we go to break, one thing is speaking of Boston sports and the Patriots. One other, uh, point of note worth mentioning is the Celtics last night won their 14th straight home game. Haven't lost this year to win, to begin the season. 
they're closing in on some record territory. I believe they've already set one or two along the way with that sterling home record. And, uh, and now they're looking at some real franchise and even NBA uh, records. So Celtics uh, looking good to start the season. So now let's take our break. And we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 
402-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing very well, John. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us, as always. And AP, uh, as we all await the college football playoff uh, over the weekend, college bowl season kicked off, and uh, with a bunch of games over the weekend, um, you know, the biggest name that I saw that caught my eye was uh, UCLA beating Boise State, and I also took note of the. Uh, Appalachian State Miami game as well uh, that was over in Orlando and uh, so yeah uh, UCLA um, big name playing in the first weekend of the bowl games and uh, yeah I think the record was eight and five this year they did win they beat Boise State 35 to 22 but AP I don't know if any of the games over the weekend caught your eye. I did watch some of the Texas Tech California game. Texas Tech won 34-14. But anything catch your eye over yes. the weekend or anything coming up that is uh, getting your attention? No, I well, I guess, you know, the bowl games, UCLA winning, I think that was important for them to finish out the season because they fell flat against California the last game. That was the last Pac-12 game, actually. And, you know, they beat right. USC, their big rival, which was uh, the, the resurgence of Chip Kelly uh, supporters because there were reports initially that he might be coaching his last game, but he beat exactly. USC, so that th- turned things around. Then they lost convincingly to Cal, the last Pac-12 game. That was at home, I believe. And then, so the bowl game was important. And I think the quarterback came off the bench. He was supposedly maybe injured, but he came off the bench. He's the one who beat USC, and he had a big ball game. And um, they recovered and beat Boise State. And I think he'll be coming back, so that's important for the UCLA Bruins. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I had heard the rumors also about Chip Kelly. And, uh, yeah, so he probably is safe for now with – you know, getting that the the bowl victory uh, and the up and down of you know beating USC, but then losing to California. But uh, yeah, it's uh, an AP. I mean, you hit on a really important note, and it's interesting because you know it's the time of year when I, of course, and everybody else thinks about like year end. What was the story of you know what were the big stories this year, and you know. And I'm just thinking this as we're talking and you mentioning, of course, the last ever Pac-12 game, Pac-10 or whatever, <laughs> Pac-whatever. AP, that might very well yeah. be the story of the year in college football, if you think about it. If not right up there in all of sports, uh, it's hard to believe um, like that it's over. Now, that, you know, given, to put it in context of what you just said, uh, because – it's been a glorious and very importantly glamorous conference through the years. I think you would agree with me. You grew up in the East Coast. I grew up in the you know, east of the Mississippi, and all growing up watching those 
Pac-10 games at the time, you know, UCLA, USC, and just, you know, the beautiful sunshine, the Rose Bowl, all of it was just, you know, USC, UCLA, when it was always in the Coliseum, glamour, glamour, glamour. That's the way I always viewed it. And they had these just spectacular players, USC and the tailbacks on and on and on. Um, I'm going to miss it. I mean, it, it was, a uh, it was really special in so many ways. And the good news is they ended the season on a high note. They, I think it's safe to say they were the best conference in college football this year, period. Very, very good. Job. Well, well right with the U S right with the SEC. Sorry. <laughs> the SEC is kind of automatic, well, but, yeah, but they were right was, there yeah, the with SEC them. You had a down year, I think. Yeah, the SEC was kind of down, I thought, John, this year. I mean, in comparison wasn't with the as good years, as in the past, you know. I agree. Yeah, Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, and uh, LSU, and, um, you know, Tennessee, even though they're ranked, uh, they can't be satisfied with those four losses. They were bad, all of them. Uh, but anyway, exactly. the Pac-8, the Pac-10, the Pac-12, the Pac-2. <laughs> yep. And now the Pac-2. <laughs> so they're very, they adjust, but... They went the wrong direction after the Pac-12 to the Pac-2. So, yeah, a legendary conference over 100 years. I think it was in 1915, maybe, that that conference yes, started. definitely over 100 years. No doubt about so it. So 100 years or so, and uh, that was horrible that um, they, they have disappeared now because, as you said, they had an excellent year, four or five teams in the top 25, and this is the – the revenue-generating sport for all the universities and colleges, and you can't get together to come up with a plan that's successful to broadcast the games, to yep. uh, have a, vi- a viable league moving forward with all those great teams, and not only in the football, the, the basketball, and all the other uh, Olympic-type sports that are noted for uh, bringing light to the Pac-12 conference. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad you said that. There, there was the little matter of a basketball team called UCLA. Had a couple of good coaches and good players, John Wooden, Lou Alcindor, Bill Walton. Need I say more? Um, legendary, beyond legendary. You know, they're almost like on a Mount Rushmore that can't be uh, – they're beyond Mount Rushmore. They're, they're their own monument. I don't think they're – what they did will ever be equaled ever again in – in college basketball period. Uh, no, and that was, yeah, sure. that, that added to the glamor AP because again, you know, we've talked about this, but bears repeating, right. you know, I can remember, you know, staying up late to watch that, you know, maybe once a month, if that you'd get a chance to see UCLA playing at say 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And I was a kid and it was like, Oh my God, you'd stay up for it. And, uh, Oh yeah. You know, get to see Bill Walton yeah, you- and, and oh, Lou Alcindor, what yeah, else can you say? You go out say? Saturday night and come home early to watch that. That's what yeah, you absolutely. do, John. You go out and come home early to watch that game. Yeah, it was a rare event, and it was just something uh, – it was special. And they were special. And unlike anything we, we had ever seen before and likely we'll ever see again, um, and John Wooden is John Wooden. What can he say? Um, again, a cut above everybody else, no question. Um so yeah, it's it's sad, AP. It really is. I'm I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it because they deserve to be talked about here. And uh, I, I think a lot of the country. I know I am to a degree. You know, I would like to see Washington, the the representative this year from 
the PAC conference, uh, you know, do well in the college football playoff. They're undefeated. So, you know, uh, I, I think there's a lot yeah. of sentiment out there that would, at minimum, no matter who you're rooting for, you'd like to see them do well because they're a fun team to watch and, you know, beat Oregon twice and uh, they're, they're ready and they, they have a knack. They have a knack for winning and they win games late. So I think that's really going to be fun to watch. Yeah, John, they have an outstanding quarterback. And just to refer back to your opening comments about the glamour, yeah, you thought of the Pac-8, the Pac-10, the Pac-12, you thought of glamour. The other conferences, you think of the pageantry maybe, but in the Pac-8, 10, and 12, you thought of the glamour. Right. It was like they went hand-in-hand with Hollywood. They just did. Glamour. Um, You know, never more so than, you know, the spectacular USC teams of the sixties and seventies and beyond with, you know, the great tailbacks and just household names everywhere. Um, as we all know, but AP hard to believe we've come to the end of our first segment together. So why don't we take our first break and, uh, still have a lot more to get to, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're in the midst of holiday pursuits this week on The Revolution as we prepare for the most magical time of the year. Joining Jim and Trav will be Santa's navigator, Hal Schaefer, from Drop Zone, plus our roving Christmas catfish correspondent, Cat Daddy, the master reindeer trainer, Brian Tucker, with High Mountain Seasonings, and your favorite hair on the shelf, Mrs. Bunny. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are 
listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America, listeners? Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And AP, we spent the first segment uh, talking about the end of the Pac-12, as we've known it, and uh, just kind of sad. But, you know, sticking out west, we did touch on Washington still being alive in the college football playoff, and they happen to be based in Seattle. And Seattle tonight will play host to a pretty interesting Monday night game. Uh, interesting more so because AP for the first time, really in two years, uh, the Eagles have really hit some speed bumps lately. Uh, they're traveling out to pay the, play the Seahawks tonight. Jalen Hurts's participation is in question. I, I think he's literally ill, like sick, um, as opposed to injury. Right. And AP, I think I heard yeah. yesterday that he was literally as of yesterday was going to fly out on a separate plane as in not to get his teammates sick. and uh, But the Eagles have been yeah. really choppy. It's the worst they played in two years since uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, became a star, quite frankly. Um, they need this game, you know, but as a result of the Cowboys getting smoked by the Bills yesterday, you know, they would still hold the number one seed in the NFC, but yet they need to get themselves right. And traveling 3,000 miles with a quarterback who's not feeling well, and may or may not play. I have no idea. Um, I don't think it's known right. yet. I think it's game time decision. It, it's a bit of a tall order. The Seahawks, you know, you're going into one of the toughest places to play in all of sports in Seattle. But it's an intriguing game. I think everybody's going to be watching. I will be because I want to see what's up with the Eagles. You know, yeah. can they recapture what they've been for two years? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, John might be the battle of the backups, right? Because Geno Smith is questionable with a groin injury. He sat out, I think, last week's game against the 49ers, so backup Drew Locke would fill in for him. And then you have Marcus Mariota for the Philadelphia Eagles. So the best backup will have a chance to lead his team to a victory. Right, right. Well, I would think as backups go, Marcus Mariota is a pretty darn good one in the world of backups and AP, we're seeing a whole lot of backups this year in the NFL. The injuries have been yeah, pervasive, yeah. pervasive, and it's really <laughs> disappointing um, to say the least. Uh, you know, we want to see the stars, uh, but it also leads to good stories. You, you know, what's happening out in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow out and, you know, so there's some feel good stories out there too. Um, but yeah, what well, AP who, you know Jalen Hurts very well. You have covered him at Alabama from day one and his spectacular career out there. Uh, 
you would know this answer better than me, but boy, if ever there was a player who, if he can go, he will go. It's Jalen Hurts. And he knows the team needs him. He knows they need to get right together. Yeah, I think Jalen, he's going to do everything he can. I mean, you just described he's going to fly it on a separate plane to see if there's any chance that he could be recovered enough Correct. to contribute to uh, his football team. So, yeah, Jalen's an ultimate team player and somebody that's a good leader. And good leaders go to the nth degree to try to be on the field, even if they're injured or there's some illness or sickness. Yeah, he, he's just a terrific leader, AP. You know, to me, he has almost come to redefine, uh, you know, we all are familiar with the praise the phrase that, you know, the, the quarterback is basically the CEO of your football team. He's the face. And, uh, and I think Jalen hurts. I don't know if anybody's come along, especially given his age, Tom Brady obviously got there, <laughs> but it took some time. I remember him in his early days, I was watching his games live at Foxborough and, uh, you know, it took him years, but he got there. Big time. <laughs> and, uh, but Jalen Hurts, yeah. it's like a, clearly in his DNA. I mean, he just took over that team pretty much right off the bat and uh, or certainly in year two. And he's just, again, the very definition of what it means to be the CEO of a football team and a leader and uh, all the things that go with it. He, he's fantastic. It's, his, it's, to me, his number one quality. Yeah, I think so, John. He's flourished uh, with the Eagles. He's he's had a roller coaster in college and and in the pros as well. But he's certainly on the high right now with the Philadelphia Eagles having an excellent record and they're they're trying to retain the home field advantage for the playoffs, which is very important, especially for a place like Philadelphia where the cold weather can influence the outcome. Absolutely, he. Uh... Yeah, I mean, they, they want that number one seed. They want to be hosting, you know, the the NFC championship game in Philadelphia. They won it last year against the Eagles. Uh, and we all remember Brock Purdy got hurt. Uh, but, yeah, no, the Eagles, it, you can't overstate the importance of it. Only one team, you know, yeah. gets that by now. And, uh, no, they, they, they'll, they'll move mountains to get that number one seed. So, which comes right back to say, if he can play, he will play. <laughs> um, but yeah, cause yeah, it's, oh, no doubt about it. And again, yeah. you know, especially with yeah. the Cowboys of all teams kind of nipping at their heels, they want to, they, they kind of, you know, they want to put that to bed <laughs> uh, for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're getting into the fun stuff, AP. You know, I was talking about, uh, you know, I, as I always do, a lot of NFL um, at the top of the show in the first segment. Uh, you know, some some great games yesterday. One game I never got to, but uh, where the Houston Texans, the surprise team of the year, with pretty much slam dunk rookie C.J. Stroud. He didn't play yesterday, but yet the Texans still were able to beat the Titans. They're, I think, around eight and six record uh and cj stroud is just the breakout star of the league this year without a doubt uh so for them to win without him uh told me you know 
They have a good team. <laughs> yeah, it's not just him by any Right, means. a good team, right. That's impressive as a team, right. You, you recover and you uh, find a way to come on the uh, W side of that game. And, and it's important at this time of year, you're trying to make the, the surge, uh, get the best position in the playoffs. And as you said, C.J. Stroud, he's played magnificent as a rookie magnificent. Uh, for the Texans. Yes, uh, to say the least. Uh, he's, you know, thrown game-winning touchdowns, all that to beat the Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks, a few weeks back. Thing, I mean, he, he's not just, you know, playing well. He's winning games. Um, and, yeah, yes. uh, and, and plus they beat the Titans yesterday, and the Titans are coming off that unbelievable uh, last-minute comeback against the Dolphins on Monday night. So, the, you know, they were coming off a short week, but they were coming off a massive victory, and, you know, Titans always play tough, you know. Mike Rabel, the coach, the reflection of him, tough guy. And uh, so for them to beat the Titans, they, they, you know, they didn't just beat any team. But, AP, I was thinking of you yesterday when I saw the Carolina Panthers um, upset on the last play of the game. The uh, – oh, the Atlanta Falcons – and, of course, uh, you know, Bryce Young, quarterback you followed so closely. I've known since high school, if I remember correctly. Uh, you know, they've had a t- terrible year, and it was terrible weather, to say the least. Um, they've been the worst team in the league. There's no other way to say it. And But, you know, I, I think that was a much-needed victory. They they were celebrating, as you would expect they would celebrate it, with their uh, <laughs> yeah. second or third victory of the year, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, so good right. for Bryce Young, right? They they haven't given up. That's the message I got. Right. Yeah. They they won the ball game, low scoring, nine uh, seven beat the Falcons. So yeah, I'm sure all the Falcon fans are totally disappointed to lose to Carolina, who had the one victory, and now it's two, I believe. So that's oh yeah. At this and at this point in the season as well, I mean, you can't lose those games, John. No, and they're division <clears> foes, <throat> by the way. I mean, they're in the same division. And as I, again, noted at the top when I talked about Baker Mayfield's epic day for the Bucks and leading them to a win uh, down out in Green Bay, no easy thing to do. But yeah, the uh, yeah, for them to, you know, beat the Falcons uh, in the division was just really, really impressive. And then, you know, those conditions bad for both teams. But yeah, it, it, it was a shocker. Um, and. Atlanta was tied with record-wise with Tampa Bay and New Orleans in that division. Somebody's got to win it, and whoever wins it's going to the playoffs and hosting a game. <laughs> so huge loss for the Falcons. So, I mean, my point is very simple. You know, they, the Panthers beat a team that had everything to play for. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it was. It's terrible. So, <clears throat> I. I mean, Bryce Young. Uh, I don't think there's too much talent for him on the perimeter, John, in the offensive line. I mean, he's right. been running for his life. I think so. He's just coaching change, severe growing pains. You know. Yeah, coaching change and Fire everything. So, this is the year you're trying to get through it healthy. You're trying to make it to the end right. of the season with your health. Exactly. But, you know, I think it's really helpful to have kind of just a a nice win under your belt at the end of the season. 
no matter what happens in the last couple of weeks, you know, Bryce Young and the, and the team itself can kind of take yesterday's victory, uh, you know, as a positive to remember in the offseason and something to build on, perhaps. Um, we shall see. But AP, we're already at the end of our second segment together. And why don't we take our final break? Still a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end? Or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show for america listeners welcome back to the fourth and final segment of all around sports i'm your host john inglesby and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the weekly po- popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It. Heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Eagles at Seahawks, Monday Night Football. A.P., you and I discussed that Uh Earlier in the show, should be a intriguing game to see if the Eagles can uh, can come back and will Jalen Hurts play and get the Eagles back on track after a couple tough weeks for them. But AP, uh, 
college football again we're you know had a few bowls bowl games over the weekend and now it's starting to get cranked up a couple interesting games uh you know coming up this week uh you know Syracuse playing in the Boca Raton Bowl against South Florida will be staying in state in Florida and uh the very next day South Florida's arch rival, University of Central Florida, the Knights. Um, we're going to play Georgia Tech in the Gasparilla Bowl. And AP's just back to Syracuse. You know, we're always interested in what's going on in the transfer portal in college football, especially with quarterbacks. It's, and, you know, there, there may be a slight lull after the Army-Navy game and before the bowl games are really <laughs> rolling, but not in the transfer portal. It's the season, and... Uh, yeah, some big names are moving around already, right? Yeah, John, the Ohio State quarterback, 12-1, and one, had a pretty good year. They had the one loss at Michigan. They're Tom McCord, scheduled right? to play in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri. <clears throat> he's from New Jersey, so he's transferring to Syracuse to be a one-year quarterback there. He, he knew some of those coaches, and they have a new coach uh <laughs> came up from the University of Georgia. Um and so he's going to get a new start in, at Syracuse. But of all the places he would transfer, I don't think if you had a top 10, maybe you would not have selected Syracuse, but that was his number one choice. Very intriguing. that The choice of Syracuse, number one, and also the fact that he was the starter. And he led that memorable game-winning drive to beat Notre Dame. Kyle McCord, right? Uh, McCord, exactly. Yeah. But I, uh, the word yeah, so is first, that maybe he wanted a little bit more money that he was going to stay, and uh, when you're at Ohio State, I think like any institution or entity that has a finite amount of money, you have to s- separate which players will get more, which will get less, and maybe they said this is our maximum amount that we we were able to pay you, and so he's moved on to somebody probably paying him more money right for the nil you mean right nil correct yeah nil yeah i mean they go hand and of course the school of course this yeah of course this the school is working through their collectives you mean you know they're not supposed to offer the money directly so it's through their collectives of course or businesses that reach out to the player separately so um but that's i I think that's probably the uh what happened in at ohio state and why he's transferring Yeah, absolutely. And AP, I mean, I will say, you know, proudly, you and I had this. We've been talking about it for years, that it would ultimately, if it all unfolded the way it was headed, it would change the face of college football. We've arrived at that point. That's why we're literally discussing this very topic. And another big name, I think, transferred, Dylan Gabriel, formerly of UCF, had the horrible injury, then went out to Oklahoma, had a good season. We all remember him leading that drive to beat Texas, given their only loss of the year and the famous Red River showdown in October. But I think he's transferring too, right? Yeah, he's transferring to uh, Oregon, I believe or it Oregon. is. I think right. it is. Oregon, right. I thought it was. Succeeding and, Bo uh, Yep, Bo Nix, succeeding him. Yeah, so, right, right. So he's a quarterback coming up that horrendous injury and beat Texas this year, uh, one of the playoff teams, college playoff teams. But, John, I think that some of the players 
it's a question of the money, and then if I'm coming back, am I guaranteed a starting position? I think those are the two. I think it's one and one A. Those are the two questions that they're asking the head coach and the staff. No doubt about it. I mean, which is what made Kyle McCord transferring from Ohio State surprising because he was the starter this past year. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't getting a guarantee for this year, for all we know. Ohio State. Right, Devin Brown and <laughs> whoever else coming in for Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. They have a track record of bringing in good quarterbacks, so maybe that was at play yes. here. Um, yeah, any other big names that come to mind on the, on the transfer portal? Uh, feels like there's been, a, again, a fair amount of activity, but Dylan Gabriel certainly caught my eye. I mean, he's a, he's a guy you recognize because he's a lefty, and he's been in two high-profile yeah. programs and done well, plus the injury. Everybody remembers it, and... So he's a guy when you turn on the TV and he's playing, you know, pretty yeah. much immediately who he is. Um, I do. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would I would say the other big name, one of them would be Malik Murphy, the quarterback at Texas. Yes. Big six, yes. Four, six, five, about 240 pounds and oh, good had a chance a... to play this year because Quinn Ewers was injured. He beat yep. out uh, Arch Manning for the second spot on the rotation, but he was looking at, at this point, Duke, Baylor, and Oregon State. Um, I don't know where else he might uh, turn his eyes to before he transfers, but I think that's a big name with a lot of potential. Uh, I mean, yes. physically, John, I mean, he's as gifted as most, but it's all in the passing is how's the accuracy? What is your accuracy? Correct. And then if there's an issue with the accuracy, then you have to – provide a scheme where he can complete the passes that he does in practice on a uh, consistent basis. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and, you know, obviously Quinn Ewers, uh, I think he came out of Ohio state. If I remember correctly, he's the starter. Yes. He uh, did. Yeah. Total. Yep. Total stud arch Manning. <laughs> I don't think he needs any introduction. <laughs> um, you know. And suddenly Malik may have been looking at becoming, you know, the third stringer. So a smart move on his part is my take on it, quite frankly. Yeah, and the calendar um, dictated that he had to transfer before they could Correct. play in the semifinal game in the Sugar Bowl against Washington. Exactly. Yep. It was a calendar thing. Uh, well, AP, I'm glad we got to touch on that. So such an important topic these days, but... We've already reached the end of the show. I want to thank you, as always, for calling in and your terrific contributions. Well, thank you, John. It's always my pleasure. And thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.